There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. Before we kick off the show, I just wanted to take a moment to remind you that the ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is taking place in Barbados this summer. This, by default, gives all of my fellow cricket fanatics the perfect excuse to go and book a holiday to Barbados in June and experience firsthand the euphoric atmosphere at the Kensington Oval, the cricket mecca of the Caribbean. If the cricket alone isn't enough to tempt you, then let me be the one to remind you that a trip to Barbados can also include leisurely strolls along the breathtaking coastline, mouth-watering flavours of the world-class Bayesian cuisine, and, of course, plenty of rum. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados, the best place to be a cricket fan. You're listening to the following on Daily Podcast. I'm Andrew McKenna alongside the former England bowlers Alex Tudor and Darren Goff to take a look back at the first day of the fourth test between India and England in Ranchi with England closing on 302 for seven. We'll be reflecting on a 31st test match century for Joe Root, discuss just how good a score this is on this wicket and we'll get reaction from both camps as well. So plenty to come over the next 20 minutes or so as you are listening to Following On. Well, let's take you right back to the start of the day. England winning the toss and batting. And once again, they got off to a decent start. uh, Crawley and Duckett taking England past 40 for the opening wicket before uh, Duckett was out, caught behind up the bowling of Akash for 11. That was 47 for one. It became 47 for two, just two balls later, as Akash had Ollie Pope, LBW. He was coming down the pitch, actually, and it was given not out on the LBW appeal. DRS, though, showed that it was hitting, and therefore the second wicket went down. The third also went to Akash. Uh, Crawley bowled for 42 57 for three. Akash had actually bowled Crawley earlier on in proceedings, much earlier on in the fourth over of the day when Crawley was on four, but he'd overstepped. Root and Bairstow at the crease got England back into it before Bairstow was LBW to Ashwin for 38. That was 109 for four. And Ben Stokes out to the final ball of the morning session. Yes, all of this before lunch as he was LBW to Jadeja to a ball that essentially rolled Uh, he was out for three 112 for five it hit so low on the pad that Ben Stokes uh, just walked for the LBW shout laughing by the way as he did so Uh, folks uh, joined Root after lunch Uh, he made 47 before he was the sixth man out caught by Judeja off the bowling of Siraj and Hartley uh, but was seventh out with the score on 245 he went for 13 bowled by Siraj Uh, But the highlight of the day undoubtedly 
Joe Root with his 31st Test match century. And it was a truly stunning innings. He finishes the day 106 not out for 226 balls, nine fours, no sixes. Let's get the thought of Darren Goff and Alex Tudor. Goffy, you obviously know Joe Root very well. Just put some context on that innings for me. Well, it's truly brilliant. Um, and that's the Joe Root everybody's enjoyed watching over the years. He's a truly magnificent player. He's one of the best players in the world. People questioning his ability and his, his sense and some of the shots he's been playing. I think if you do look at the stats behind it, under Ben Stokes and McCullum, he's been truly magnificent, whether it be his strike rate, whether it be his average. He's played really, really well. Yes, he's, he's trying to uh, adapt to the playing style. It's not his natural game, but he's such a talented player. He can play it in any, any way possible. He's got all the shots all around the wicket, Joe. He's not someone who just plays a good hook shot or a good cover drive or a good back foot punch. He plays all around the ground. But today, in these conditions, winning the toss on this pitch, the pitch didn't look a great pitch, let's be honest. And that first hour and a half with the new ball, it was really difficult conditions. And that's why there were five down. And he had to dig in, good old Yorkshire spirit, and he showed it. And he's battered all the way through, kept the reverse sweep in the bag, brought it out once to the spin of Ashwin when he came back round the wicket after he'd bowled over the wicket for a while. And he's finished on 106 not out. And England, 302 for seven, phew, have won the last two sessions. Brilliant. Abs absolutely. Now, Alex Tudor, Goffey's just made the point there about the conditions. There's going to be a lot of people... Um, who haven't seen the day's play, will just go, well, hang on a minute, 219 balls for 100. He's gone back to playing the traditional way, the sensible way. Oh, he's gone back to playing the Joe Root way, and he's got 100. But actually, it was more about the conditions dictating Joe Root's style of play than anything else, wasn't it? 100% Macca. Um, you're dead right. And, and Harmy and I said it when we were, when we were on comms, where we were saying, listen... Let's not get it twisted as in regards of, as you rightly said, people are going to say, oh, he's gone back to playing the Joe Root way. He's gone back playing the situation, the wicket. The wicket allowed him to play the way that he did because, you know, if you heard like the third ball with Zach Crawley, who's like six foot six and the ball was going at his throat, you're thinking your name is going to be on one. When that's the case, you don't need to over complicate it and play all these ramps and stuff like that. you just back normally take the runs that on show and then keep out and keep out the good balls and just defend your wicket and that's what he did he soaked up pressure he manoeuvred the ball extremely well I always remember ramps in my head saying you know you've got to accumulate it's about accumulation don't just beat the ball all over the place as Goffey said he has a gear he can do that he's not going to hit loads and loads of sixes but what he does is he manoeuvres the fielders around and that is the art of batsmanship. You need to manoeuvre the field and hit the ball where the fielders are not. That is how you score runs. And that's what he did today. He batted a lot of balls, 226 balls to get to his 106. He's had, you know, able supporters in Robinson, Leighton, Ben Folks, you know, they stayed with him. And, that, and all these runs are so important for the first innings. Goffey, I know he will come on to it can't understand for the life of us 
why they didn't take the new ball makes no sense to us whatsoever when the new ball took five wickets in the first 24 four overs and then they haven't taken it and then they're putting on Jalswar at the right at the end I mean are they looking for it to go five days <laughs> well let's come back to that in a bit um so 219 balls is the third slowest hundred that Joe Root has made in the 31. By the way, he's now only two behind Sir Alistair Cook at 33 for the most for England. Joe Root's 10th hundred against India. The only man in double figures against India. Steve Smith is next on nine. And this is the one that leaps out for me. They always talk about doing it in first innings. That's when, you know, first innings runs counts. 31st 100, 23 of those have now been in England's first inning. So either the first or the second innings of the match. Well, that's setting up the game. But most people will tell you second innings hundreds are the hardest. And that's what Cam Williamson is the king of. Uh, but Joru, look, he's a world-class player, one of the best. He gets, for me, criticism sometimes when he doesn't deserve it. He's got up, like I say, Joe can play a white ball, can play a red ball. He can play all around the wicket. He's got all the shots. Today, he had nothing to worry about except batting. He didn't have come on the back of England chasing down a score of 350 and they've got to score because the pitch is deteriorating. So you're trying to keep up and trying to get a score to dominate. Today, he's just concentrated on batting and batting long. And he's put England in an unbelievable position in this game. We have to mention the fact that England's could have been all out quite early on in the proceedings. I mentioned that Zach Crawley was bowled by um, Akash um, in the fourth over, but it was a no ball. Crawley was on four at that point. He went on to make 42. Ben Duckett was LBW or had a big shout for LBW from Judeja. The umpire's call was not out on DRS. That was inside nine overs. Joe Root, bizarre one when the score was on 111 in, in the 23rd over, um, was, was given out. He went to DRS and um, the third umpire decided that there was a waveform, but it looked to our eyes that that waveform was the bat hitting the pad because the ball was actually yet to get to the bat. And if it's gone to the ball tracking, it would have been very close. He was also technically dropped on 48, a little uh, paddle down the leg side off of Kuldeep. It was given as leg buys, but it was straight off the middle, uh, off the blade. OK, it was a very, very difficult chance, but it is a technical one. Robinson dropped by Jurel off of Jadeja when everyone uh, thought it was a drop, but it wasn't. He'd missed it, and actually it was stone-cold LBW. By that point, though, India had burnt all their reviews. What we're saying is... It could have been a very different day today, boys, isn't it? Yeah, it could have been a day where England didn't even get to 150. Um, that's the way it was going. We were saying anything in 200 is, is looking good. I mean, they've made a mockery of that now, but sometimes you do need a chance, and it's what you do with that chance. You go on and punish teams, and what good players do, and that's what Joe Root does, is that he's not going to give you too many chances, and he's just gone on and got a magnificent 100. And that's what it is. You know, the game of sport, it's about inches. You know, you're, you're a hero one day, villain the other. But it's when you, when you sort of grasp it and you see that opportunity, make them pay. Go big. You know, 
Graham Gooch in your head. Daddy hundreds. You've got to go big. And he's had able supporters, as I said, in Folks and Robinson to get him up to 300. They go again in the morning, try and get to 350. Keep Indier out there. Keep your bowlers bowling. They're a little bit tired. You know, uh, the captain, Riot Sharma's got decisions to make. So his mind's not going to be quite fresh when it comes to batting. And then Jimmy Anderson, Ollie Robinson and the spinners can go to work. I'm going to ask what is probably a pretty in- impossible question to answer, but I've got to ask it. 302 for seven after being 112 for five. What is a good score on this pitch? Um, well, I've no idea because I think you've just talked about there every opportunity that India have had to wrap up this innings, whether it be umpiring or uh, whether it be captaincy uh, decisions. Because with the new ball, we just talked about it, with the new ball, England were five down pretty quickly. It was uneven, two-paced, up and down. The last two sessions, England have lost two wickets when they've mainly gone with their spin. The two wickets went to seam again, reverse swing. They had the option to take a new ball and wrap up that innings pretty quick. Now, they didn't do it. And that was a strange decision when you consider... They've only took two wickets in those last two sessions and they had the opportunity in that first session where the new ball took all the wickets. Waiting till tomorrow morning, it's given England a partnership there between Robinson and Root. And like I said, 302 for seven. They'll be thinking England, they're in a great position. A great position. Yes, we don't know. We always say this, we don't know until India bat. They're used to these conditions. They've played here before. The players have all played in these conditions and is their own country. So they might go and smash 450. We, we don't know, right? But from experience and looking at the pitch and looking how it reacted that first session and what could happen, and let's see how the new ball reacts tomorrow, we'll get a better idea whether England have got a score already that's a match-winning score. I was just going to say, I think the key for England is is the spin, as in regards of, you know, our spinners are new to test cricket. Even though they've been taking wickets, they do bowl bad balls, at least two and over. So it's how the Indian players set upon batting against them. I don't think Jimmy Anderson and Ollie Robinson are going to go for loads because they give you that sort of control. And even if they're not taking wickets, they give you control. The other thing will be, will India think, listen, Ollie Robinson, he's already taken a tablet. He's only just been out there batting. Let's get him bowling spells. Is he going to be able to come back and bowl spells? That would be an issue. Then you're putting more pressure on the seamers. Is Ben Stokes going to bowl a few overs? I don't think he's going to bowl spells. Let's get that out of our head. He might bowl the odd over, especially seeing the wicket, what it's doing. So that's going to be interesting. But I think it's how India's batters play our spinners. They will get bad balls and they will jump on it. It's just how consistent are our spinners going to be compared to Jadeja and Ashwin? On the non-taking the new ball, I mean, we were counting it down from about five overs out. The last wicket, the seventh wicket, goes down at 2.45 for seven. Halfway through the 76th over. So they're four and a half overs away from a new ball. And at that point, you're thinking, blow the tail away. This eighth wicket has now put on... 62, um, which, I mean, as Goffey's just said, we just don't know at the moment what a good score is. But 62 feels a hell of a lot down this part of the order. So put me, put me in your fast bowlers' minds. 
Why are you not taking it this evening? Well, batter there, your captain. Um, and he, for, I, I just can't get the thinking. Bumra would have been playing. They'd have taken that new ball. I have no doubt whatsoever. I just don't see ev all the chat there. Surely comes out in the morning session. Seamers bowled. They were making England look uncomfortable with a new ball. We were five wickets down for hundred. Spinners have come on. They've taken. Well, do you know what I mean? They've struggled to take wickets. We've got two wickets in the last two sessions. They had an opportunity there where Siraj had got into nice rhythm, bowling a good length and line, and if he had just had two overs with the new ball and tried Akesh with two or three overs from the other end and then finished with spin for an over or two, there would have been nothing wrong with that. You would have had a And then you would have still had a go with the new ball tomorrow morning. I'm absolutely gobsmacked they didn't take the new ball tonight, but hey, it gives us all a chance to have another look tomorrow morning, see what it does and I think new ball will be vital in this whole match we saw it in the first innings this morning we'll see it when India have the second new ball and then we'll see it when Robinson and Anderson take it uh, let's take you through the bowling figures uh, Mohamed Siraj, 13 overs 3 maidens, 2 for 60 Akash Deep, 17 overs uh, 3 for 70 three no balls in there that is something he's going to need to keep an eye on Ravindra Jadeja 27 overs seven maidens one for 55 Ravi Chandran Ashwin 22 overs one maiden one for 83 Kuldeep Yadavs uh, 10 overs three maidens naught for 21 and we found out something today Yashasvi Dreiswold there's something in cricket he can't do it would appear to be bowl because that one over he bowled at the end of the day was pretty filthy one over went for six runs right let's get into the England camp get some reaction to day one's first uh, first action of this fourth test match Zach Crawley speaking with our reporter Cameron Ponsonby Zach your reflections on the first day really good day for us Joe played an unbelievable not there as well but a couple of decent cameos from uh, from Foxy and uh, Johnny as well so we're in a good position Ben Stokes obviously got a shock over the pitch there's been so much talk about it how did it play in the end? What's a good score? I said, actually, when I got out, I felt like around 300 would be a really good score. And we, we obviously around that point now. I felt like it was really hard. Um, it was doing quite a bit with the new ball. Um, and then, but actually, it was a bit easy against the spin. And then when the ball got softer, it was easy against the seam and, um, and a bit harder against the spin. So it's just reading the situation well, and then you can get a decent score like we did today. Another word about Joe Root. This is 91st score of 50 or more for England in a must-win match. How much confidence does it give the changing room to see one of the legends of English cricket stepping up like that? Yeah, we had no doubts, to be honest. We, we knew it was coming. It was just a matter of time. You know, he gets, he gets runs all the time. The fact that he didn't score as many as he had wanted in the first few games, we, we knew it was coming. And um, it might not have seemed like that from, from the outside, but we, we, we've always backed Joe. He's, he's the best player who's ever played for England. And, um, yeah, no, he's, he's, he's fantastic. His partnership with Ben Folks was so crucial. Folks obviously going in the ball after Stokes gets one that rolls along the floor. How difficult is it to keep calm in the dressing room and not potentially try and put your foot down and hit yourself out of trouble and then bat through to the end of the day with only losing two more wickets? Yeah, it's really impressive how, how well they judged the situation. Like They didn't react by the ball that got Stokes, which was obviously unplayable. They just went about their own business. And, um, and even Johnny, Johnny came in and... Um, you know, played it differently, saw it differently. Like, tries to seize, seize the initiative and play more aggressive, and that, that worked as well. And well, that's what we did well today. We 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 played the situation, we read the situation well, and those boys put on that partnership was huge for us. That morning session was so entertaining as someone watching on. 
was it fun to be a part of? Are you aware that of when the runs are flowing and the wickets are falling that you're putting on a show? Yeah, of course. We, we know that's good cricket, but you know it's, it was a good contest. Like, we were trying to throw some punches back. They were obviously bowling really well. Mikesh bowled really well. Um, Akash, sorry. And um, yeah, no, it was, a really, it, was, it was really enjoyable being out there. It was obviously really tough at points. When I got hit on the finger, third ball, I wasn't enjoying it as much. But um, no, it was a good challenge. That delivery, can you clear it up for us? Was it just a good bounce or did it lift more than you were expecting? Well, I would say it lifted more than I expected. <laughs> yeah, I didn't think it was, I knew it was back of a length, but uh, I don't think it should have hit me where it hit me. But that's, you know, that's, that's where the pitch is. Yeah, it's a bit uneven bounce and that's it's good for both sides. You're over against Siraj where I think you took him for four consecutive boundaries, three fours and a six. Is that a conscious decision on your part to kind of take the attack back to the bowlers or was it four balls which you just thought were in, in your area? No, that one in, on that occasion was definitely a conscious attack. I was, you know, the over before was a good over and I felt like, you know, there was one with my name on it soon so I had to throw something back and um, I chose to do that over and yeah, no, it came off and then managed to get a couple more away after that but it's a shame that I got out when I didn't, didn't get a few more but I was pleased with how I played. Joe and Ollie have obviously put on a, a great partnership at the end of the day here. Was there any talk in the changing room if one or two fell and Joe Root was one of them that you might declare and have a bowl at India tonight? Uh, that wasn't the, sp- uh, the talk here, no. It wasn't the same. It's a different situation to that, Ashes. Um, we all, at that time, thought that was the right decision. In, in, in India, when the pitch is only going to get worse, uh, I think that conversation will probably happen a bit less. Coming back tomorrow, you said you'd be happy with 300. We're on 300 now, almost exactly. What are you setting your sights on? Trying to scrape up to a 350 or is anything possible with Joe at the crease? Yeah, I wouldn't even want to say a number to be honest. With Joe and even Robert, Robert looked really good at the end there. So <laughs> with those two at the crease, you know, you don't want to put a limit on those boys. You know, they can go out and do anything tomorrow. So we'll see where we go. Just, what we did well today was we didn't get ahead of ourselves. We just played the situation. So they've just got to do that in the morning, play, play every ball one at a time, one over at a time. And, you know, they've got, Robert's got the talent to get, you know, a nice 50 and Joe's got the talent to do whatever he wants. So um, we'll see. Zach, thanks very much. Best of luck tomorrow. Appreciate it. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at uh1.com. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. If your passion for travel is on par with your passion for cricket, then I have some excellent news. The ICC Men's Cricket T20 World Cup Final is being hosted in Barbados this June, which makes it the perfect destination for your summer holidays this year. To make the most of your trip, you can also experience eight matches from the series in Barbados, including England against Scotland and England against Australia. In under a month's time, you could be spending your days exploring the vibrant streets of Bridgetown, drinking rum in the sunshine and experiencing exotic Bayesian delicacies in the culinary capital of the Caribbean. There truly is something for everyone. There's no need to wait a second longer. Head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today to book the trip of a lifetime to Barbados. Truly the best place to be a cricket fan.
Zach Crawley speaking with uh, Cameron Ponsonby. Um, Darren Goff, Alex Tudor, we're, we're getting close to the end. Just one thing, though, to, to go back to the whole thing about the pitch. Um, when we first saw it an hour or so before play started, I mean, it looks abysmal. If you rocked up in your car for the local third eleven, it, it basically looks like someone's sort of whacked some stumps in it, put some white line on and said, off you go. I mean, you get back in your car, wouldn't you, if you saw that in a local club third eleven? Well, looks dry. Uh, there is cracks. Uh, jigsaw puzzle um, type. Um, don't know if it was moving. Um, I've, I've not been um, on the pitch itself and, and, and tested that. If you get moving plates, that's when it becomes really dangerous. But I think... We've seen before cracks, yeah. You get quality, high-quality seamers putting the ball in the right areas, the right length. It becomes very difficult for the batting side to survive and score because you're going to get two pace, two paces off the cracks and off the normal grass, and then you're going to get up and down. And as the game goes on, it tends to exaggerate that movement up and down. So that's why batting first was hugely important for England. They've put themselves in a good position. You, from the, after the first session, you're more likely, really, to get out with a ball that shoots along the ground. Ben Stokes was unlucky. He got one early. If your name's on one of them, you can't do anything about it. But if that's happening against a spinner, can you imagine if you were bowling at 80, 85 miles per hour and putting it in those right areas and it rolls? You have no chance. So as the game goes on, I expect to see more of those. And that's why, again, batting first is a game changer. Right then, so we're basically out of time. So one more question, and I mean, you're going to give, it a, 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 give me a number as an answer. No, no sort of long drawn out. England's first innings total will be Alex Tudor. 350. Darren Goff. 325. I'll go 365, one for every day of the year then. Um, you'll find out in the morning whether we're even remotely close. We'll be back just before 4am for the start of day two of the fourth test match. Day one. It's been an absolute belter exclusively live here on TalkSport 2. Well, that's the news from the centre. It's England have won the toss and they've decided to bat first. And, uh, oh, that's a good bouncer. I was just about to say, there's no short leg in. Here we go. Strap yourselves in. Gakash then around the wicket. Pitched up, edged and out. England have had some wobbly moments so far, but there's no doubt about that one. Akash is in. Ollie Pope, she's in his feet. Oh, my days. Height isn't an issue. It's thudding into the top of leg stump. In goes Akash, who bowls that Crawley this time. Tremendous delivery. Three for 20 from the, from the new man. He's looking dangerous. The ball is going up. Once it starts going up and down, and then you've got a surface which I think is pretty much unplayable. Ashwin around the uh, wicket once again. Bairstow on the sweep. There's a huge cry, particularly from behind the stumps for an LBW shout. On screen signal now. Johnny Bairstow is given out. Jadeja then. Left over run. Oh, it keeps really low on Stokes. Stokes is hit on the pad. He's walked for an LBW. He knows he's out. England are 112 for five. And the captain is walking off with a grin on his face. I'm not sure this is good enough for Test match cricket. Really, really disappointed. A little bit of whip on the offer on this occasion. And Joe Root drives it backward of point. 
for four. Here is uh, Kuldeep once again, but he uses his feet nicely, folks. Straight drive for four. Beautiful piece of batting. As uh, deep is in, cut away by uh, Roots. Uh, there is a, a half chase from the uh, second slip. No third, so the partnership moves past 50. 53 from 120. And Root will reach 50. And the England fans who've travelled in numbers, who were looking a little bit concerned about their life choices earlier today, are suddenly feeling like it's been a worthwhile trip. Here is uh, Ashwin again, off the back foot, forced away by Roots, a beautiful shot. That might be one of my shots of the day, that. Absolutely superb shot. Ashwin goes in to start a new over. Oh, folks comes down the pitch to meet him and launches him over mid-wicket for six. Wow, where's that come from? Siraj in once again. It's clipped on the legs of by folks straight to mid-wicket and the catch is taken. Jadeja, Ben Folks, fantastic partnership with Joe Root, but he's at it, he's got to go. Down the wicket comes Hartley and he's launched Ashwin over long on and he's got more than enough of it into the safety netting in the motor round uh, the outside of the ground. Six runs. Hartley sets himself up and he's bowled. Mohamed Siraj gets one to come into the left-handed Hartley. Driven, punched down the ground by Joe Root. Past the mid-off, all along the ground to the boundary. The trumpeters on the go. Joe Root reaches 100, and England now 279 for seven. Absolute world-class from England's world-class player. England finished day one of the fourth test match in Ranchi on 302 for seven, having slumped to 112 for five at lunchtime, and a particularly special day for Joe Root, whose 31st test century uh, was uh, the slowest of the baseball era of any England batsman, but could well be one of the more important. The following on podcast is proudly sponsored by Barbados Tourism. And this is your gentle reminder that Barbados is the best place to be a cricket fan. With eight matches from the ICC Men's T20 Cricket World Cup Series taking place in Barbados this summer, including the final, you can experience the summer of a lifetime by booking today. Aside from immersing in world-class cricket in the sunshine, Barbados is the dream destination for all travel enthusiasts. It is where adventure meets paradise, the culinary capital of the Caribbean, and better still, the birthplace of rum. If you are keen to unite with cricket fans across the globe for what is set to be an unforgettable summer, then head to visitbarbados.org forward slash cricket today.